Hello, I'm Maya Brown, and this is Stories from the Brink. This podcast is about giving voice to personal stories of overcoming challenges in life with grace and humor. Because stories bring us together, and together we all win. Today's episode is about a challenge that has to do with personal identity. We're going to hear from my friend Paco Novera, who is a guitarist, songwriter, and singer. He is known professionally as Octopus Kid, and incidentally, he is the person who composed and plays our intro and outro music for Stories from the Brink. We're very happy to have him with us today. Hi, Paco. How are you? Hi, Maya. Great seeing you. Great to see you too. Welcome to Stories from the Brink. Today's episode is about the great way that you have overcome your challenges in terms of becoming a musician and a father at the same time, which I think is a lot. Where are you from, Paco? I, I was born in Buenos Aires, Argentina, around 4.45 a.m. on June 30th, 1982. And what was the what was the kind of planetary situation at that time on that date? Do you know? Have you had your charts done? I don't know much, but my 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 good friend uh, who who serves as as my therapist for the past year, he Great. he made me think about that. And um, so June 1982 in our country, it was on the brink of mm-hmm. of, of a war, a war with right. England. Right. Yeah, we we did the 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 uncalculated maybe a step to like even if we have the historical uh, rights, but we, we we kind of invaded the the Malvinas, uh, right. which are which are the Falklands for the, the British. Exactly. And so I kind of was born in that uh, situation somehow. Tense situation, right? I imagine you know because yeah. uh, my parents maybe you know were the context was uh, getting to this uh, this chapter now this infamous chapter also there was like also the world cup in spain the football world cup in spain happening that's yeah. good yeah 1982 that's the party part um, of your personality that's the woo, yeah whatever. well as an argentinian uh, and having i grew up yeah with the football was very present in my life i used to to listen to to the radio to the matches Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it has a, a lot of musicality, you know, the, the, the guys who, who, who narrate the football matches with all that emotion and, and the, it's like a, almost a rap, you know, it's like has a lot of uh, how to convey all those emotions in just like a, through the radio, no? So yeah, the Univision, the Univision announcers are great. They're great. Yes. Yeah. Yes. It was fun to listen to. So you um, grew up listening to football matches on the radio and also what else? Going to to the music uh, side. My mother still plays, uh, but used to play piano at home. So we have an upright piano. And she used to play uh, beautiful uh, pieces of music like uh, La Comparsita, which is uh, like a tango, or like uh, standards uh, such as My Way. She played very beautifully and I was really like impressed by music since a very early age. 
and uh, thank God, he, at at uh, at my house, music was encouraged, uh, but in concrete actions. You know, we we were sent to to the, the music school like uh, four blocks away from home, so I right. studied with the lesson guitar lessons, um, uh, piano. How old were you when you started your lessons? I remember I studied guitar lessons uh, around 12, or 12, right. 12 years old, right. pro- pro- probably before, but I remember playing my, my Spanish like classical guitar, having a new, a new guitar at age 12. And then I had a, a great guitar instructor. No? I'm very grateful for, for having him because he was not uh, boring at all. You know, he... He came with his leather jacket, his motorcycle, Ooh, and cool. uh, he he was super cool. and uh, And he was into like choose your songs, the songs you like right now, and let's wow. go through those. So I remember I he was teaching me like uh, more than words by Extreme. And, Great. Um, my eldest brother Juan was into into hard rock, like wow. So his room was full of posters of Sepultura. ACDC, um, like right. bands like Cinderella, Ugly Kid Show, Metallica. So I I was um, exposed to 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 those bands at a very early age. And also I remember that uh, in a, in one of our family trips uh, by car to the south of Argentina, which is beautiful, we went to to Bariloche by car. So pretty. Yeah. Yes. Uh, and and. And my parents have like uh, cassettes from the Beatles, so it has oh, like, great. like golden golden hits or something. And and it's it's incredible how it's, it's cyclical because right now I'm renting a car and uh, I have Sirius Sirius XM. Oh, that's so great! You can listen to the Beatles all the time. Exactly. Yeah. Channel eight, <laughs> Channel eighteen. Channel eighteen. I have Beatles, yeah. so I I want to get in the car like uh, constantly. Like the Beatles have have been uh, with me throughout my life. Uh, and the other day I was joking with with my partner Natalia, yeah, and that I wanted to, I want to do like a Beatles album with my own songs. Yeah, you know, uh, but really like I know it could sound like a an, an off idea, but like how to bring the context of another era like today, like kind of even forcing it. So like what. I'm, you know, d- d- I don't know. I, I, I might want to like dress in, 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 as if, you know, it, that w- would look great. it was 1960. Like a velvet suit and like, yeah. yeah. And, uh, it, it, it might sound superficial, but the songs are there. No, I, I, I work constantly on, on new motifs and, uh, and, uh, and I have an album ready to go. What is uh, your musical? Your artist name. My artist name for the past five years has been Octopus Kid. Right. Yeah, Oct- and where did that come from? Where did that come from? Uh, okay. I I had um, the need of of having a different name than than my my myself. It came from a three year old Brazilian kid called Luis Antonio, who went oh. viral on YouTube. Because okay. he's um, in his uh, home kitchen and and his mother is offering some octopus with rice and potatoes. And this Luis Antonio, uh, he, he's kind of channeling 
in my perspective, like so, some kind of in a naive but very genuine way, uh, he's starting to question her mother, where is the octopus coming from? So where is the head? Why? So, oh. And he starts uh, um, saying like he doesn't want, he, he, he doesn't want to eat, refuses to eat the octopus. Yeah. And he, he says something like uh, every time we eat animals, they die. No? And, wow. Um, wow. And That's the so deep for a little kid. Yes. Yes. Wow. Um, it's incredible uh, what, what the little kid does. So, that inspiration coupled with uh, those two words, octopus kid. So I did like, a, I started telling to my friends or people who, about the name and, and there was no one who asked me again to say the name, that the name went through, no? octopus kid, True. ah, boom. That, you remember. Yeah, that was yes. good. Uh, and then I kind of uh, started to add more meaning to it. Uh, as, a, as a post uh, interpretation, like the Octopus Garden is a song, you know, by the Beatles, sung by Ringo. And yeah. then there is a, an album that I, at a moment in my life, I listened to it a lot, and I really like the like the texture, the the the, the sonic world they create. You no, know? it's, it's it's called Kid A by Radiohead. Oh uh, yeah, I so love if so, my music is an attempt to originally. Uh, a breed from from the traditions of of British rock, uh, American blues, yeah, and and flamenco because I think flamen wow. flamenco is uh, is like a source of uh, continuing ex uh, inspiration and 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 uh, I really am an enthusiast and and I admire uh, a lot the, the the artists, the anonymous and and, and the well known artists. That's great. Yeah. So, Paco, I mean, music has been part of your life since since you were little. Your mom played piano, your brother. So then why was it difficult for you to decide you wanted to pursue music seriously? Well, yeah, it, it was not a, even if it was there uh, since an early age, there were other things also there since an, ah, an early age. like what other things? Yeah, both my, my parents uh, were lawyers, are lawyers. I see. And, and they both were judges. And my, my, okay. my mother was uh, a judge, a civil judge for over 15 years. And mm -hmm. my father was uh, also like he studied as a lawyer then. He was a judge um, and he integrated like the Chamber of Commerce and so at home in the in dinner, it was like the conversation was not a, about the Beatles mainly. It was about a lot of things, no? Because and I I ended up studying law at, I see. at the Catholic University of Argentina, okay, which was a very um, uh, difficult for me because um, because I, when I finished uh, high school, you know, I, I, here in the states. It's a bit different, the system, no? Okay. Uh, in Argentina, you have primary school, secondary school, and you finish secondary school at, at, at 17 or 18. Mm -hmm. And then you, you go to college, which is university. Right. I wanted to pursue a musical path, but I didn't want to pursue it. Like, I saw the academic pursuit a little bit as a corset for me. Because I started writing songs, like, around uh, when I was 15, and I, really, I see. and I really like the, the freedom of it. So I, right. I, it's not that I wanted to go into class and study and, 
and and get all this academic uh, in, infusion. But uh, you went. You went. Mm-hmm. Why? Because of your parents. You be a good. You were being a good son, kind of. Kind of. I I, I, I decided not to take a sabbatical year, and um, okay. I I I did this like psychological test at school and. And you know the humanities aspect uh, more attractive, or, or I, okay. I went more into humanities, not into like the maybe the business or the or the numbers or it. right. So the the curriculum at, at the Catholic University uh, every year included like uh, philosophy and theology. Okay. So I said, well, I will start and and see and see how it goes. You know, I right. It was kind of like another, I, I, and then I was very hard hitting through the process with myself, you know, because I was kind of conforming right. to a path. Um, yeah, you're expected. You're expected to go to university. Yes. No one put me the, no one put yeah. me the, the, the gun in my head. My, my parents right. never, I was never forced by it. Right. Maybe it was my in, in, internal dialogue, you know, but I was never okay. really forced to, to follow a path. So I started and the thing that happened to me when I started uh, studied law, it was like in the in the first two years or the f- the first round of exams, I uh, I studied a lot, you know. I, I and that was beyond if I studied law, music, or psychology. Like as I knew there were going to be oral exams, I was going to sit yes. in front of like three people, so yes. I took that as a challenge, and I st- I, I studied really a lot with the discipline, and um, mm-hmm. I had to talk. No, I had to yes. to argument and use the uh, the right words, and I did very well. So I finished the first year with like a nice like average, like, uh, and the second year too. So it was like that was kind of like well, if I get this done, then I will be able to have like a nice. If I finish this, then I feel like I, I'm going to be able gain some kind of freedom as to what's coming next. From your parents, yeah. Which, from hmm. from from my parents, yeah. And uh, maybe if, as the, as a way of starting and completing something, you know, that okay. a little sense of achievement, uh, even though Absolutely. even though it was not what is driving me. Uh, and I, I, of course, every day is a yeah, the discovery is endless. You know, it's not that uh, it's so easy. Like, yeah, my music is my passion, and that's it. Like, you know. Hmm. There are other things, other uh, it's bottomless, no? Like uh, yes. we as humans, uh, you know, I was I was listening to to the Krishna Murti, you know, the yes. philosopher, and and he really like expands the possibilities of uh, of observation and really is, is you know discovering your purpose is is a it's a moment on a moment by moment basis. It's not just like, oh, I want to be, you know, a star, you know, or I want to be a rock star, or Mm-mm. I want to be a, a movie actor, you know. It's a, it's deeper than that, no? Um, yeah, it's existential, right? You're you're asking the big question, like, what what am I here for? Yeah, right. That's what you're sort of coming up against. Sounds like. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So I I studied law. And I completed, I completed yes. the, the the career. Like I graduated as as a as a lawyer. So you check that box off. Yeah, and and I even Done. I even worked. So because I yes. said, if I studied all these years, 
Mm -hmm. I'm not just going to like, just like I, I applied, uh, I got a job at a, at a law firm in Buenos Aires, right? Mm -hmm. which was like a, a big law firm. Right. And then at, at the four month in, I said like, this is not no more. I'm still wearing yeah. a tie, but this is another, another thing. No, it's a tar turtle tiny. What was, what happened during that four months? What happened during that four months that made it clear to you that wasn't the right path for you? Even though there were like nice people and super mm -hmm. cool people. Uh, it was kind of uptight, you know, uh, the, the fact of being sitting in at an office yeah. and not being able to just leave when you have like completed your, your thing, just, yeah. just because of the signaling to others, like, no, oh, mm -hmm. he, he left early or like all that psychological, uh, FaceTime thing yeah. of, of, of being like, uh, kind of uh, encorseted by, 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 by fear or signaling and, and comparing uh, that, that to me was okay. like terrible. And, and then I had the chance to work with, with the, the, the main partner in, in one of, uh, I, I, exceptionally, you know, because uh, there were, there was a, a night, there were very few people in the office and I was there and I got caught in and, and I saw that, uh, that, in that level, what they were doing, how they were dealing with things. And I said, like, this, this is, I mean, this is not McCartney, you know, this is, this, this is not uh, Roger Waters, you know, like that happened to me when I went to see the dark side of the moon yeah. at, the, at the Madison Square Garden. Yeah. I saw Roger Waters, like at age, age 16. Yeah. He simplified a lot of, of my, like, kind of something I'd like to do. If, even though if I achieve or not that level of success and all that. That's no? your goal. That That's that, what you're, you're going towards. Yeah, with yeah. a black t-shirt, performing the precision bass, uh, oh, singing with all his, like, I'm doing all this so cool. interdisciplinary, like, show. and say, So I had that, uh, I don't want to do this. So right. I completed one year and, and I was, I remember I was at the, at the law firm at a, at a, at a big, like, boardroom calling, mm -hmm. calling London because I, I, I went to, to the London Center of Contemporary Music, now, now called London College of Creative Media. And I went yeah. there to pursue like a, like a full-time, like three-month music production course. So I, right. I quit the law uh, job uh, and I went to London. I, I, I spent all my savings at that time. And I went to London uh, to... And I, when I arrived there and I, I started like working with the with with the other students and the and the instructors and working on my on the logic pro which is like the pro tools of apple yeah yeah i said wow there is a different there's a different life you know how did I, you feel how did you feel i doing that every day i experienced such a a relief like i i thought like wow there is there is an uh, and there is another life you know there is another yeah you can really like delve into other disciplines and and so there it was a shifting point for me. Good. And, yeah. and, and being in London, no? Mm -hmm. um, so I really wanted to stay there. I wanted to stay like right. forever. Um, but at that time I also had a, well, I had a girlfriend uh, that was you in Buenos Aires. You know, I said, okay. Yeah. So I went back to Buenos Aires to reassess after like four months, but the shift had already like. Um, yeah, you couldn't go back. Yeah. yeah. So it, my, my, my shift to, to, a more creative musical side was gradual. It was not like radical. I mean, maybe right. inside of me, there was a click, a radical click, but the execution right. was kind of gradual. So you went to London and then what brought you back to New York from London? 
after London, uh, I went to Buenos Aires, and uh, okay. there, uh, my my parents, uh, as they did with with my other two brothers, uh, offered me if I wanted to pursue like uh, studies uh, abroad. No, like if you want, right. if you do it properly, if you want to study one year or whatever. And I said, Great. I said, oh, wow, yes, I I wanted to I wanted to leave Buenos Aires because what I wanted to pursue in Buenos Aires had like, um, don't get me wrong, Buenos Aires is full of talent, Argentina. Yes. But what I wanted to pursue and this, uh, there is a lot of prejudice maybe, you know, also hmm. in singing in, in English when you speak Spanish, you know, why you sing in English, you know. There's a lot of prejudice and, and lack of respect sometimes, you know, the the, the hmm. ambience is too, is too politicized and, and there's, there's no such a, an openness to... It has it has changed. It has changed. If but. you were if you sing in English, if you decided to sing in English in Buenos Aires, people would not accept that very much. Most, at that time, I would say most yeah. of the people at that time was even worse. But still yeah. now, like it's too like um, you know the all this uh, the populist uh, gene is is there. Like it it invades all aspects. It's not just in politics. It's hard to to have a, a honest, open conversations about the themes. Right. Not only in Argentina, no, but here too. In Argentina, here it's too. kind of exacerbated. You cannot really open and freely discuss things because the fallacies come into place. You know, this right. I attack you because you you don't I don't know I find something and I right to attack and then the conversation goes out of track. Right. And so, hmm. yeah, if you're an Argentine and you want to sing in English, you know, like, I'd rather go to New York if I can or London. No? So I started right. to apply for for programs. Mm-hmm. So I said, like, I'm not going to pursue any law path. But I started to see that there were some, like, business programs with a, oriented to, like, entertainment, media, music, film, technology. And I also applied to Berkeley College of Music in Boston, which right. was a four-year program. Uh, right. Uh, I, yeah. I already I already graduated as a as a lawyer. Remember. Right. So I applied to a, a NYU uh, to pursue an MBA in entertainment. I, oh wow! I applied to like a, to different. I applied to even to Stanford and Harvard. You know, <laughs> of course they rejected me, but. Um, what do you mean? Of course, their loss. Yeah. They, Anyhow. Yeah, I mean, it's it's hard to get in there, no? Uh, Whatever. But um, for for some reason, NYU admitted me to pursue Great. to 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 do this two year uh, program, and Ber- and Berkeley, I went to audition and they accepted me. Wow! Fantastic. Yes. Bravo. So at that moment, I had these two options again, you know. Yeah. Uh, always. And I wanted to go to, to Berkeley to do the four-year contemporary writing and music production. Um, but there, I didn't have the, the support, the, the, the okay. financial support to do that. Your parents were like, because, not four years. Yeah, yeah, because it was like double undergraduate. I already had a, an undergraduate degree. And, a, and it's, it's yeah. like, uh, I could have done it anyways, because you go there and you just like work. Uh, yeah. Uh, you know, yeah. in the in the faculty, yeah, play or, gigs and yes. play gigs and whatever. But yeah. I, I remember I also had a girlfriend at that time, so everything the, 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 the degree of complexity was like okay, I I'm going out anyways. I said, so I got okay. I got a ticket, and I went to NYU. 
and uh, the first year was uh, a bit uh, uh, difficult because the all these uh, courses you cannot choose are are like uh, hard. Yeah, requirements. Yeah, the required yes, classes. Uh, foundations yeah. of finance, accounting. So it was a, a big battle inside of me because of the voices that I attribute to other people that I th I think about me. Why are you doing this? You know, like it was all like a battle in my head. So this was the MBA in entertainment. Exactly. You went to the MBA program. Yeah, full time okay. MBA at NYU. Right. With specializations That's in. Really in, intense. Yeah. Yeah. So, mm -hmm. but, you know, to offset a little bit, uh, you know, 10 days into New York, I was playing a, a singer songwriter 20 minute set at the bitter end. Awesome. And I started to play. Uh, this also happened when I started law. You know, every every break I had, I went to the piano and just to release, yeah. like, there, you know, and and I never let those motives die. You know, yeah. uh, when I was Good. there is a song from Good. from the Octopus Kid album called "Just Said." Yeah, that is. It, it was literally a, an an outburst. It, when I was studying law, uh, I, I don't remember wow. if it was real estate law, you know, I was like, <sighs> and I went to the piano, just, like pouring out, like even sweating, you know, and yeah. th th that song to honor it, I included in the album. So it's like, Good. it's like, wait, I was in an internal dialogue, you know, you guys, you know, your motives, wait for me, I'll keep developing you, I won't let you, it was like, like a crazy like that, you know? Well, that's good. No, you made yourself a promise, right? You made yourself a promise that you would you wouldn't stop. Yeah, I wouldn't stop at all. And that's important for your spirit. Yeah, and and during the 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 MBA, the first year was 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 hard. Then I broke up, you know. So I was kind yeah. of like all this like a like an ice, you know, like a like the glacier when melted. Yeah, like everything. the big block went out. And then I yes. was, the second year I, I chose the subjects. I went into entrepreneurship, into like brand strategy, into Much more the business of music and film, understanding yeah. the dynamics of what am I going into. My summer internship was um, with uh, Shakira's team. Right. So I, I was working as a project manager right. in all the promotion of, of, of two of her singles. So I, I, I saw this... Uh, machinery business and, and, yeah and that was to me was great then i then i could tour with with her team around 14 great. countries in latin america so i could cool. really grasp how it worked behind the artists on mm -hmm. stage what did you think of that paco what did you think about that did you like that world behind the artists i i thought it was great for me because i was going okay. to times times square to the Nation offices Right. And every day was like um, exciting. And uh, I listened to 14 of her, her shows live. Of course, wow. I was working, you know, something happened. Yeah. I was like with the promoter, but I was, there were moments that I was there listening. Yeah, looking. she's a great performer. She's a great performer. Yeah. So I, I, that determination she has, like uh, maybe also, I, I didn't have a direct relationship with her, but I could see, you know, yeah, the kind of thing she was uh, looking after. And that determination mm -hmm. to me was like, woof, in order to be there, yeah. you have to like, uh, not only write great tunes, that is the, the main core, no? Yeah. Yeah, no, it, to me it was like a learning experience. But at a moment I was like fed up and say like, mm -hmm. I want to play music. I want to, right. to go into music production and music performing and that's it. 
Right. So the, that the question after graduating from an MBA is, well, how can I uh, pay pay my rent and play gigs? Right. And, uh, and and I went to it after. Imagine after six years yes. of law, after the MBA, after this and that. And during I was planting seeds. I was. I never stopped playing gigs. You know, I played at the Rockwood, Rockwood Music Hall at the Bitter End, yeah. Candy Store. In 2018, I was invited to play at the Kennedy Center for the Performing Arts Amazing. At, the, Amazing. at the Millennium Stage. That was like, Amazing. to me, was like a, after so many years of like uh, these false dichotomy, you know, it was right. kind of like a, a, a sign that I have finally integrated somehow the aspects of, of, of my career. And also when, when, when you were asking about the fatherhood, no? Yeah. So I remember, so I think I met you when you had just finished working with Shakira. It's probably around 2012. You had finished working with Shakira and you were figuring out kind of the next steps, I think, mm-hmm. um, when I met you. And I was in a similar place. And you and I and another person became really good friends. Yes. And then I remember Aura came. Aura was, uh, the news of Aura came, uh, I think around March 2016, no? So when we got to know about Aura, it was was amazing. It was like, I was really inspired in a way. And and, uh, during those nine nine months of pregnancy is, is where we kind of recorded mixed and, and, and produced the Octopus Kid album. So the arrival right. of Aura was no like a like a burden or like a weight. It was like a like oh. a like a infusion, you know. Wonderful. And yeah. uh, I still think of in in those terms, you know. It's a it's a miracle, no? So what is Aura? What is she drawn to? What is she showing you about herself? Well, uh, she really she likes uh, keys. She likes keys, doors, yes, uh, opening, closing oh, doors. She's, she, of course, she likes to play since she wakes up, no? She likes to play with you. Yes. And that's, that's challenging yeah. because sometimes you don't, you don't want to play. You know, I, I don't. Right, so what if <laughs> you're, you're working on your music, right? What if you're working on your music and Aura is like, oh, Daddy, lo- now it's time to good play. Thing, uh, good then thing what? about uh, that is that... Uh, that she loves uh, the music. She sings. She loves she the sings. music. She sings she a sings? lot. Really, she's singing through. That's she's great. singing through the house. That's inventing. so great. Does she make up her own songs? Yeah, she's inventing her own songs. Oh yes, wow! She's like singing and making up things. She's really great. liking it. Um, she's in it. She's, in, yeah. she's into into dance as well. When we were in 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 Germany, our good friends, we went to to see ballet. You know, like kids are not allowed, really but liked, we got her into, she and she liked. was like, snuck she was silent yeah. uh, most of it. At the very end, we kind of had to take her because she had to go. But, but, <laughs> but she long. was like yeah. really into it. Um, That's so great. And yeah, she she like she loves to paint as well, and uh, it's like a, she's kind of how old is she? She's eight four. Now, four. Right? She, she just, just four. Eight? Yeah, she's four. Yes. I thought she was a grown-up no, lady. No, no. She's only four. <laughs> okay. No, she's only she's four. four. She, in January 15. Oh, so uh, cute. Yeah, it's been challenging because uh, in these times, you know, she normally yeah. she would be sharing with other kids on a daily basis. Yeah. And now she, we, 
she's bearing with us, you know. She can. She can. <laughs> Did she ask you why? Why she can't play with her friends? Yeah, yeah. She understands the the virus. She understands about COVID. Yeah, and the, the yeah. mask she wears. She, she does. She doesn't make a, bro- a problem wow. with the mask and the and the hands are all the hi- That's hygiene. That's very mature for four years. Yeah, no, old. she washes her hands. She does mature. the alcohol. She does the mask. Wow. Yes, serious. Yeah. She's serious. That's good. I remember the day we met actually, because you were so funny. You just have you have a great sense of humor and you have the, this like spark about you. And I think that, that that's something that so many people don't have. You know what I mean? You experience that with people when you, you meet them and you think, oh, this is a playmate. This is someone who can this is someone who can go to the sandbox and have a really good time. That's what I thought when I met you. It's like this is a playmate. This is gonna be fun. So even though I know you were in a period when you were figuring out things and so was I, there was something about you that was resilient in a way, your spirit. And I just wonder if there's anything that you're conscious of that you do or think that helps you stay that way. Because I know a lot of adults, they kind of well, lose I appreciate that. Maya, your, uh, your, True. Your, True. And I mm-hmm. think that you also have a, a great sense of humor. And uh, you, you, you're, you. yeah, no, you smile naturally, and uh, and uh, I think we connected because yeah. of laughter, no, of of absolutely, of, of absolutely. La- life presents, you know, already heavy scenarios. You do, we don't have to add add yeah. to that, no. So I think that right. uh, I think the uh, the lightness is is important, no, to keep that lightness. Very important. I, I was reading before mm-hmm. the the. Uh, our meeting that uh, I think was Churchill who, who said like success is, is is going from failure to failure, failure to failure without loss of enthusiasm. So how, wow. how to keep that? Very interesting. That spark that you say, I think everyone has yeah. it. But yeah, I do too. It's like we need to fan it, fan it. It's yeah. Like how to fan the, the spark to turn into a flame right. of joy, right? Right. So you feel it all the time instead of just once in a while. Yes. Right? So. Yes. It, this this flame mm-hmm. of joy because it could be something a rooted belief that you have that everything yeah. is gonna be okay no matter what. You know. You believe that? Do you believe I, that? Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I believe so. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I think so. even though we have a lot of maybe problems or challenges to overcome or like memories maybe memories of hurt yeah. that are there like like how to stick to like what is really driving you you know because sometimes mm-hmm. things get on the way like uh, uh maybe like a desire of revenge or like some dark uh, impulses but if you are honest with yourself and you create this the, the context you could be silence or it could be a reflection it could be just looking at the mirror you know so what is really driving yeah. me? What is uh, what am I made of? You know, you know, sign being made of laughter, lightness, and and doing like uh, let's go and re- record music rather than let's let's yeah. do this to this guy who you know like uh, uh, <laughs> or like let's uh, you know like ruminating, ruminating, you know, endlessly, you know, yeah. because that that has a yeah. toll on on 
on our spirits, you know, we're not just, mm-hmm. and our bodies then are, are the ones who, who pay that, no? Wait, wait, wait. I think what you just said is really important. If you get into that dark place, which, you know, everyone does from time to time, I think, mm-hmm. I don't know, and you stay there. You said it has an effect on your You know, body. like Harrison's song, George Harrison had a song called Beware of Darkness, yeah. where be, beware of resentment. Yeah. Uh, I would say, paraphrasing yeah. him. Because it's, um, and this is not my, my, my phrase, it's, uh, the other day I, re- I read, uh, resentment is like drinking a poison, thinking it will kill uh, the, the other person, no? Uh, exactly. And that's why, why I'm saying mm-hmm. about the, it, it, it goes to your body, no? So it hurts you. If you hold on to these things, it hurts you, not the other yeah. person. They're not thinking about it. You are, yeah, right? Totally. <laughs> so you rather, <laughs> you rather like uh, not let resentment grow. Either you take action, some kind of action, you know, and that action right. could be, I mean, uh, it could be real exposure to a situation that you want to face, or it could be like uh, wishing, you know, praying for that person sometimes, you know. So you don't have to necessarily go and like confront someone. Sometimes it's necessary, but not always the result will be the answer, like, or or the the resolution, because it it could grow more. It could, it could be worse. Right. So So it depends the circumstances, depends on the circumstances and the person, right? The whole context. You can't just go around confronting people. Yeah, because then it's uh, the, the, also the mind tricks. I mean, I, I would like to think of my mind as an ally, but sometimes the mind, you are being thought rather than thinking, you know? So... Uh, it takes control yeah, of you. It, it takes control right. and okay. it, it kind of says that you have to do this to be, to show you're brave. And sometimes mm-hmm. being brave is, is, is letting go of something that is uh, hurting you or is... Or, or letting go of this resentment is braver, mm. braver than like than acting on like, it, like than like acting just on like inflicting yeah. hurt. Is there a real situation where you felt like these feelings, like what happened? You don't have to tell names or anything, but like, can you just sort of tell a situation where something happened and you had these feelings and how you handled it, just so people can understand? Because I think it's really important what you're saying. Sometimes, you know, for example. Uh, Someone writes an, an like a, an email, you know, like like very okay. like hurtful right. without thinking of it, and okay. uh, and you literally want to like uh, punch, you know, the, the that person, or even <laughs> like uh, do something even worse, you know. Um, something terrible, yeah. And uh, I saw him like in a supermarket, and I went, I kind of went for it, you know. I said, yeah. Someone sent you an email. Yeah. No, not to me, like not to me, said. but to someone I to someone I care, you. no. And uh, I, I really I said this is terrible. So I, I found the supermarket. And I went for it. And, oh, I found it here. I, what the f-? you know? I started to confront, Ooh. and the guy kind of backed up. And then there was another person. Like so, we started to talk about it. No, and the and the guy yeah. because there was an intermediary there, like right? spontaneous, and uh, right. and the guy kind of like uh, apologized, but not only like out of fear, but he really like got to understand yeah. where I was coming from and why my anger and mm-hmm. and he and he says yeah but you know you have to understand where I'm coming from so uh, in that in that situation uh, that was a good was, situation it was yeah. good from my perspective because you know there was an apology and and it, it didn't go like to a, a greater violent situation no? but sometimes you don't know right. the person 
Like, for example, exactly. some, some kind of people like uh, you don't know on the street and some or yeah. some kind of neighbor that you and very but tricky because you can confront, but you don't know how, where is it going to come from. That that's what I was kind of been been working on in terms of not Good. only let like violence win the, the battle because violence yeah. never wins the battle in the end. I rather rather than being Pablo Escobar. I would prefer to have the, the the attitude of Jesus when he when he was in the cross and he said like Father forgive them because they don't know what they're doing. So I rather I get that infusion, that inspiration, I rather see. than just like let's get like two jeeps, some war weapons, and, some and machine like, guns. get all yeah. these fuckers, you know, because that that could go and that, that could even like go into the you know a, a no no return way you know once you get yeah. into into yeah. like blind violence just for the revenge Not of good. whatever you feel like it was like trespassed against you so i i've been working more on the on courage but courage has multiple ways of 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 being it's not just like go and be violent i think courage is um has different faces no what's one of the faces for you Can you tell me about a time when you had to do something? You had to... Oh, the courage of... to be happy, you know? Like maybe people yeah. who, you know, wanted to wanted to hurt you, you know, maybe they... You're so adorable. Who would want to hurt yeah, you? I don't know. Maybe it's not the... Maybe it's not they want to hurt me, but you feel hurt, no? They That's want true. To hurt you. They may not even have exactly. meant to hurt Exactly. So you. all this okay. reflection of like, yeah, they... Someone says something and they may or they had no idea it was upsetting to you and you take it too yeah, hard. Yeah, and, uh, and you don't know what yeah. the other people is going through. That sort of goes inside you, right? That becomes like you internalize. Yeah, so you can find, this, you can find the spark that, yeah. of joy or yeah. you, can, you can find right. other things that will other unfortunately, things. you yeah. know, fall on, on people. So we need to, if, sure. if that falls on us, We need to also have like a broader vision and, and say like, yeah. it's not just like, oh, I was hurt. It's, it's, it's like a broader vision, you know? Well, Paco, thank you so much for taking time to join this conversation. I really think that you- I'm on the a, brink, eh? I'm you, on the brink. <laughs> you are definitely on the brink, man. And you have a really unique perspective and you bring a lot of different experiences. So I think it's- It's really amazing to hear your interpretation of things. So thank no, you. thank you, Maya. And, and this is ever changing, you know. Uh, <laughs> and thank you, Maya, for, for having uh, my, my, my voice be heard. Thank you all for joining the conversation today. Remember, stay present and share your story. Stories bring us together, and together we all win. Stories from the Brink is produced by Billy Robinson, hosted by me, Maya Brown, music by Octopus Kid. Mm -hmm.